0: Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rufino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive show in store for you here tonight. Yes, I know. As Rob Boudreaux says in the comments, we are early today. Normally, yes, we do go at seven o'clock. I don't like going during LSU athletics, and I didn't feel like waiting up all night and to go after Grambling because we will be doing. Thursday and Friday night, we will be going live doing a post-game show for LSU Baseball against Tennessee this week. So I didn't want to go that late three times this week. So I know that it probably doesn't help the show as much. People getting off of work, we're messing with their schedule. I get that. But nevertheless, I didn't want to go past nine ten o'clock at night going live. Um when we're going to have to do it three times this week anyway. So, nevertheless, we are live. Massive show in store for you here tonight. LSU baseball pregame. The lineup is going to come out here in a couple of seconds. If they haven't already dropped it, they have not. That will be coming out shortly. Christian Little, it looks like, will be on the bump for the LSU Tigers. Let's see if he can work out a little bit of his slump uh, as well. Also, we're going to talk about the defensive line coach, what I think needs to happen once you once you once you take the the blinders off, if you will, and we take a look at this, especially here tonight, you will see uh, I think that you need to go after somebody very specific. Somebody that has a resume. Not saying Jamar Kane didn't have that because he had this resume, because the last year that he was to Oklahoma, Oklahoma was third in the nation in sacks. Nevertheless, there are two specific names. I hope that LSU is going after This is an opinion piece. But where the defense got better in 2022 versus 2021, but where they got to get better moving forward under Matt House, why LSU lost three of the games that they had, majority of the reason, or, or a lot of the reason, why they lost a lot of these games, it'll also reflect on how LSU won a lot of their games last season as well. So we'll dive more into the defense as well here tonight, uh, we will go around your SEC. I was not able to do that last night because we're t- we did the Rafino's rants, and obviously that got a lot of pub uh, on YouTube uh, once we clipped it. But we will go around your SEC. We'll recap the weekend uh, around SEC baseball and the matchups uh, that are upcoming. So, as an example, this weekend, as you know, LSU faces off against the University of tennessee rocky Cap, you always be home sweet home to me good old rocky top but gonna get big <laughs> anyway anyway uh but you know that we have lsu in tennessee south carolina has mississippi state could south carolina go on a 9-0 start as they swept the first two sec weekends that they've had if they start off with a 9-0 start guys they are going to be really tough. really tough for those teams in the east to catch up to if they continue what they're doing missouri and kentucky square off that will be a really good one auburn and florida florida's going to rake georgia and vandy vandy's probably going to sweep again they might be 9-0 a&m and old miss and Bama and Arkansas. So we'll recap it all uh, here tonight uh, as well. Also, women's basketball versus Virginia Tech preview. Something that's interesting about Virginia Tech, they got size. I think that um, Angel Reese is going to have to be on her game, but she's going to have to have a lot of guard and wing play if LSU wants to get into that final game with their chance to win a national Title. So we'll talk on Virginia Tech and LSU Women's Basketball to close out the show here tonight. And as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag askblake thoughts, questions, concerns, fire them inside the Rudy Crew chat, and we will get to as many of them uh as we can. Don, though, says, Yeah, what's happening, Blake? Well, other than making what I did not believe to be a political post, um, Apparently I'm being attacked on Twitter because I said, Dear Lord, please protect my two children today. Um I said this on the Rafino and Joe show. I'll go ahead and say it here. If you're a parent, you know what I'm about to say. And for me, for me, this is my opinion. I don't know if if you're not a parent, you if you understand what I'm about to tell you. I will do anything to protect my children. If that means laying down my life to do so, so be it. Gladly. And I put this on Twitter as well. About 11 years ago, I made an oath, okay, to protect and serve this country from enemies foreign and domestic. Regardless of that, Three nine-year-olds lost their life yesterday. Three. I pray for this country, man. All right. three say their names all right let's get rolling everybody do us a favor (laughs) let me get to a couple of these comments so old pressure was on twitter today um getting after josh pate (laughs) lamar williams says apply big pressure no doubt no doubt Protect children at all costs. You understand? All right. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Everybody do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us live on Facebook right now, do us a favor by hitting that like and share. All of those Facebook groups, all of your social media pages, we appreciate you doing that. Guys, closing in on 5K subscribers on YouTube, I've told you once. I've told you a thousand times. Text ten people you know. Tell them. Tell them to Tell them to subscribe. Say, hey, bro, do me a favor. I'm trying to win two hundred dollars. Send the YouTube link to ten people you know. Say, hit the subscribe button so I can. Hit, I can win two hundred dollars. Let me know who you send it to. I'll give you the two hundred dollars. Nevertheless, hit the like button. Hit the share button uh share it to twitter share it to facebook share it everywhere that you can if you listen to us on xm radio or you're listening to us on the tuning app soon we'll have some big news i'm so fired up about it um you could be just watching us on your local television station um here in the real in the near future so i'm really looking forward to that we'll make some big announcements here soon so very excited but nevertheless rate review and subscribe do us a favor we're continuously killing it on the podcast numbers and the podcast game so do us a favor by rating reviewing and subscribing but as well all right let's do this let's uh talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag and our good friends over at gm Varnado and sons we'll be back in a minute i'm going we're going to get into this preview with lsu versus grambling i'm going to talk about the defensive line heck uh, defensive line coaching search where the defense has to get better we'll go around your SEC as well and then we'll talk to end it out if you if you're just joining us some women's basketball versus Virginia Tech Virginia Tech's got some really really good talented uh, girl uh, young ladies Elizabeth uh, Kitley is one of them she's a six6 center averaging 18.2 points per game absolutely killing it right now so we'll talk about that as well talk about bet online and GM Varno and Sons we're back in one minute stay with us In-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty. That's Believe Fifty B L E A V five zero to receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. With over sixty-five years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle 225 664 9902. Tell them you're him you a good friend. Play Graffino. Sit you on by. Unlike Texas football, Chris H says on YouTube, we really need to send someone to do a welfare check on Josh Pate. So he just tweeted <laughs> and sent it to me. Uh, or did he? Or somebody who sent it to me? Oh, that wasn't him nevertheless, he just sent me a uh, – uh, or somebody just sent me a tweet. He says, I will address the reaction to LSU and Notre Dame's program rankings on tonight's show. Well, I, and look, I said it on the show last night. I clipped it. I put it up there. I like Josh Pate a lot. I really do. We agree on a lot of things. Him not having LSU in the top ten is absolutely ridiculous to me when you have Utah up there. Now, he can say Utah's had a lot of – He's gonna. this is what he's going to say tonight. Utah's had a lot of sustained success. They won a power five conference, Dillingham, all that stuff. Means nothing. That means absolutely nothing when Utah goes down to Gainesville and Anthony Richardson lights them up. It it means nothing to me. I don't care that you won the Pac 12, right? Like I, I could care less that they won the Pac-12. What matters to me is like realistically what's going on. Can LSU beat Utah right now? Yes, you know that. I know that. Your grandmother down the street knows that. And her, you know, your daddy knows that. Your mama knows that. Everybody knows that LSU is a better overall program than uh, under Brian Kelly than it's been the last three years. Over the last four years, you you can pull stats out wherever you want, right? We're going to do it tonight when it comes to LSU defensively. OK, but I will give you how much they got better from 2021 to how they got better in 2022. But regardless of that, you can pull out any stat you want. Well, the last three years. OK, well, then why not go to the last four when they won a national title? OK, like so t- two of those seasons, they have 10 wins and play for the SEC championship and won the SEC West. You know who that ties? Bama. Let me say let me say that again, okay again, I love Josh pate. I listen to him his content is fantastic. people were tagging him in the stuff that we did. I love what the dude does. he's really good at what he does. however, you can say the last three years, okay you can pull out whatever stat that you want but it why why pull three why not pull four okay because here's the truth LSU won the SEC West two of the last four seasons. They won a national title in that same run. They have two years of 10 wins or more, and they've been in the SEC title, which they won one twice. You know who that actually, like, other than Bama Bama has two SEC titles because they beat Georgia in 2020, obviously, but Bama from a national title perspective is tied with LSU in the last four years. Okay, so you have Georgia, you have Alabama and LSU tied. So so spare me just a little bit, just a little bit when it comes to LSU's program health. When with under 70 scholarship players, Brian Kelly won the West. And then here's what here's the biggest lie of it all. Here's the biggest lie of all of it. You ready? The biggest lie that I continue to see from people when it comes to LSU specifically, specifically LSU, is that, oh, LSU has this problem. LSU has that problem, okay? I can do – I can dissect – let me tell you something. The good Lord up above, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost – thankfully gave me the gift of gab if you want me to pull any team outside of georgia because it's really hard to to dissect georgia and what they do nobody's talking about alabama and the penalties that they garner so what's the issues with saban he has a recruit going 141 miles an hour a guy that graduated and left his program who was doing some of the same type of things and got a wreck and accidentally i don't think he was trying to do this on purpose and henry ruggs got to that incident so what's going on at Georgia with the arrest? What's going on with Alabama? So you can say whatever you want about LSU and this dis- and this dysfunction, but Alabama's dysfunction is showing up on the field when they're number two in the SEC and 130- 130th out of 131 teams in the country when it comes to penalty yardage. Oh, and by the way, by the way, the quarterback that mo- that I would say probably thirty five to forty percent of LSU fans don't like is Jane Daniels. All he did was beat Alabama at home, and we'll talk about Jane Daniels a little bit here tonight because it was a lot of dictated him on how you came back against Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and beat Alabama in overtime. You you can say whatever you want, and then the the Notre Dame one, the Notre Dame one. And I like Josh a lot. A lot. Anyway, let's talk about some LSU baseball, though, very quickly. Uh, LSU just posted their lineup a little different. Uh, This is LSU's lineups as they face Grambling here tonight. Uh, Gavin Dugas at second, Trey Morgan in left, Dylan Cruz in center, batting third. Batting fourth, Tommy the Tank's white, Not the tanks, but Tommy Tanks-White playing third, batting cleanup. Cade Beloso, DH, and batting fifth, batting sixth, and he's back in the lineup after missing one of the doubleheader games. On Saturday is Jared Jones at first base. Uh, Jordan Thompson at short will bat seven. Paxton Kling is back in the lineup, playing right field, taking the spot of Josh Pearson. And Alex Malazzo will catch tonight for your LSU Tigers. And as we mentioned in the beginning of the show, show Christian Little will be your starting pitcher uh, for your LSU Tigers. So let me talk about baseball really, really quickly. And I got a lot of defensive line stuff, a lot of football that we need to talk about. Guys, go run, roll them. Here's some things I want to see. Okay, you got Milazzo in the lineup. His bat, for what it's worth, he's had very productive at-bats. Either bunting, he's gotten a couple hits and all this. Fantastic. Cade Beloso, you guys know this. I admit when I'm wrong. I wanted to see him against SEC pitching again. He did it to a really good staff in Arkansas. He needs to stay in the lineup. I love Jerry Jones back at first. Love it. Guys, he's hitting close to 350 with seven bombs. Why do you think that he does not deserve to be in the lineup? Also, I want to see Paxton Kling get going again that you know and I know and your mama knows and your grandmammy knows that, and everybody knows that Paxton Kling has all the athleticism in the world. If that young man can put it together while you go on this stretch and this run through the SEC, you will have a legitimate chance to win it all because you're going to need Pearson. You're going to need Kling. It's just – you're just going to. You didn't know that you needed Josh Pearson before you hit SEC play as bad as you did until he started lighting things up. Peyton Wagner uh, from Arkansas last week hits an absolute frozen rope that probably should have left the yard into right field. And Pearson, without even taking a crow hop from the wall, throws an absolute frozen rope to second base and Jordan Thompson tags out Wagner. You get two outs. You're going to need these guys to win. Go out there and make it a seven in a game. Beat the ever-living, and this is no offense to Grambling, but this is to any midweek team that you should go out there and demolish. Go out there and beat the ever-living dog snot out of them. Now, producer Zach will love that I came out on the show and said that he was right and I was wrong. He was right. K Beloso deserves to be in the lineup. If we're going to cut all things aside, if we're going to take all the BS out of it, producer Zach was right. So we keep a tally on this show, though, however, of who was right and who was wrong. Zach is 0 for 72, which now will make him 1 of 73 on things that he was actually right about, and which will make me 99 out of 100, and a girl ain't 1. So never (laughs) – that was funny, Zach – That was funny, producer Zach. You know, I know, and everybody knows. You're one for 73. The stats don't lie. Facts don't care about your feelings. He was right about Beloso. I'll give him that one. He was right. Go out there and run, roll him. But again, want to see Duga. Let me tell you something. This is the only thing, Zach, when we were talking about uh, LSU being 21 and 3, (laughs) <laughs> and I don't really want to, you know, discredit Jay or talk about what Jay's doing wrong because, guys, they've only lost three games. Here was the only thing that I had that I disagreed with. I love Gavin Duga in that leadoff spot. Here's a stat for you. You ready? Zach, you ready for this stat? Guess what LSU player, not named Dylan Cruz, sees more pitches and an at-bat. At every at-bat. His name's Gavin Duga, 5.2 pitches per at-bat, 5.2. You got to have that in your lineup. You know who's the least? K. Beloso, actually, <laughs> at 3.1. That man coming up there swinging, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Oh, wait, that's not the Bayou version. Well, you get down, you fiddle, and you get down. Oh, throw off your shoes, and you throw them on the floor. Dance with the moon and light, losing on a Saturday night. That's a crazy stat from Gavin Duga. Let me just tell you this it's not my stat. I stole the stat from one of those, like, what do you, like the pro football focus of, of college baseball. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm going to roll with it. It's interesting, though. It's very interesting. And you'd like to see that from your leadoff um, Lamar says i've been I've been more than Blake on his show, and I kept receipts. That's not true. Facts don't care about your feelings pressure. Um, I'm joking. Zach producer Zach's not one in seventy three. He's just not one in seventy three. I don't know what else to tell you. I, I mean, the only other thing that I will say here is this <sighs> Christian little's gonna start tonight, right? With Christian little starting tonight, What I'm very intrigued to see. He's had two. Let look, let's call it what it is. Christian Little has had two, not below average, not average. He's had two very bad performances in his last two appearances. Really bad. Really bad. Now, Jay also said tonight or yesterday, Matt Trent actually asked a question uh, about Sam Dutton. So those are going to be the two guys that if you get into a seven-inning matchup, Sammy Dutton's coming into the game. No relation to John. You people are, who live out in the country will know what I'm talking about, and some of you women wills too, because you love you some old Rip from Yellowstone. I I want to see Chris. I, I want to see Christian Little do good, man. Like, why would I not want to see Christian Little go out there and dominate like that? That part just outright confuses the absolute hell out of me. I want to see Christian Little. Because, look, let's just say hypothetically that Christian Little's not going to be your closer. I think that he's kind of out of that role. He can easily just be your midweek starter. Now, Blake Money, for what it's worth, came out last midweek game. If you remember a week ago today, all he did was he went out there and he threw not just three innings, He threw three innings of perfect baseball, perfect baseball. I'm going to be really intrigued, Zachy, to see if Blake Money sees action in the weekend because, yeah, he got touched up in the fourth. I understand that. But here's another thing that I have, too. What if you just put him in long relief? Here's an interesting stat on Blake Money, even going back to the last season. Guys, his first three innings are damn near insane. It's when Blake Money gets over the 50 pitch mark that the wheels start falling off. So we'll see. Let's get to a couple of these comments, though, because I want to get to this defense and defensive line coaching search. Travis Pellegrin says that Christian Little has some stuff, just needs more reps. He's got to find the strike zone, man. He's got to find the strike zone, okay? Like, no doubt. That's his massive thing. And then... He just can't get touched up the way that he's been getting touched up. And then I see this one, too. This is another guy that needs work and needs to get hit around a little bit. Helmers, I disagree with that, Jordan. Helmers came in and gave up a grand slam on Friday. Helmers has been one of the more non-productive Tigers that I've seen in, 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 out of, that comes out of that mound or comes to that mound, Okay. Any guy that comes out of that bullpen not named Helmers, I'm not necessarily worried about necessarily, but he's just had so many issues. Remember when Paul Palmineri ran him out at third base to start the season off? Y'all remember that? (laughs) Kid looked like he had never swung a bat before in his life, too. Never, not once. Chance Babin says Little and Thatcher needed throw strikes. I agree with that. I agree with that chance, no doubt about it. All right, I do want to get to this defensive line coaching search. Um, Let's do that, but, Zach, let's do this. Um, Let me talk about our good friends over at – wrong one, wrong one, wrong one, wrong one. Where's Fry – I mean, where's um, Wham Electric? I still can't find it, Zach. I have no idea. Bam, Locker. It was right under it. Let me talk about our good friends over at Wham Electric – your licensed electrical contractor, give them a call today at 985 241 8059. Guys, me and my wife, Megan, we have a home generator at our house. If you're going into hurricane season and you need a generator, it's going to be too late. Give them a call today at 985 241 8059. Let them come out and do a free consult for you when you mention AYS. And if you even have some residential stuff that you need done around the house, they do it all that's wham electric wham 985-241-8059 let them know that blake ruffino sent you on by let's talk about our good friend carol Falls over at state farm back in 45 seconds gotta talk about this defensive line coaching search. we talk about it next guys you might know my good friend carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at state farm he is your good neighbor after all but did you know state farm has surprisingly great rates as well Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. LSU Pro Day will be tomorrow. Uh, Michael Binette, the SID for LSU, announced and sent out a formal announcement uh, today in reference to LSU's Pro Day that will be going on tomorrow. Let me read you off the list of names. Obviously, you know who these guys are that will be participating in Pro Day. But nevertheless, here it is. Seven Banks, uh, Micah Baskerville, Jared Bernard Converse, who I saw at practice Saturday, Jared's my guy, man. I love me some Jared Bernard Converse. Kayshawn Booty, Anthony Bradford, Joe Fouché, Makai Garner, Ali Gay, Todd Harris, Jeray Jenkins. Who? My job. Who? My job. Who? My job. BJ Ojalari, Kobe Richardson, Jaqueline Roy, Treymond, Shorts, and Jay Ward will all be participating. And the player measurements: vertical jump, broad jump, forty-yard dash, pro shuttle, L drill, breast, best uh, bench press, and any position workout. So, looking forward to that. I don't think that we're going to be able to go uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, We—I I forget without. I had four calls, four calls back to back. I don't even know what I was saying. All right. So let's talk about this. So, obviously, you know and I know and the good Lord knows that Jamar Kane left LSU for reasons that he, like I said last night, like it's going to continue to be told to you, uh, 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 just a situation in Denver that he couldn't pass up. But for me, guys, I just think it's time to move on. Thank you, Jamar Kane, for everything that he's done. But what else can we do at this point other than moving on and looking for a new D-line coach. Here's an interesting thing, though, and I think that we need to talk about this defense more in depth. So, look, 2021 LSU defensively was horrific. Guys, they were not good for most of the season, for most of the season until Durante Jones had the, the, the reins released from him Guys, LSU was almost dead last in in not only the SEC but the NCAA. You finished close – you finished in the 90s when it comes to total defense. You were horrible on third down. You were horrible on fourth down. You were horrible on defensive scores. You were horrible giving up first downs. You were horrible giving up – in red zone defense. You were horrible getting to the quarterback. You were horrible on scoring defense. And you were damn near last in the SEC in rushing defense. So let me say this. Under Matt House, you improved all of that instantly. You are 40, 41st in total defense. Some of these stats aren't going to be too good, though, and we'll talk about those. You're 19th in fourth down defense. You were 71st in giving up first downs. You were 71st, again, on total third down defense. You were 40th in red zone defense. You were 80th in sacks. Here's a great number, though. You were 31st in the country when it comes to scoring defense, but you were 63rd in the country when it came to rushing defense. Guys, I think it's time that we have a very serious conversation, okay? Some of these things got to get better. Now, I understand that Matt House was not playing with a full deck. What do I mean by that? You know what I'm about to go into. He didn't have the depth. He didn't have the roster that he needed to run. What I would say is his most effective defense, right? You didn't have defensive linemen that you could rotate. And to that point, neither did Jamar Cain. Who is he going to run out there, a hurt Quincy Wiggins, a freshman who's not ready to go? No, he can't do that. The best – what some people believe, and we have to see it this upcoming season, the best maybe interior defensive lineman not named Jalen Carter in the SEC went down in the opening drive against Florida State and Mason Smith. Some of these things you can't necessarily, necessarily – blame madhouse jamar kane this defense and nor am i even remotely trying to do that however there are some things that lsu has to get better at and why i think you need to go after two specific defensive line coaches here's one of them guys you can't be 80th in sacks you just can't somebody asked me today on youtube they, they were asking the simple question well blake why do you keep saying you you had to get interior pressure? Harold Perkins was great. Yeah, Harold Perkins was really good. You're 80th in sacks, though, bud. You're 80th in sacks. That's not going to work out. Elite defenses, not named Georgia. Stop comparing yourself to Georgia for just a quick minute have to find ways and creative ways to get themselves to the quarterback, a.k.a. 2011 LSU, Tyron Matthew coming up to slot, makes a lot of remembrance in my mind. That's one. Third down defense, you got to get better. Here's You're being 71st in third down defense. You gave it up 39% on third down, 78 of 200. We've already gone at, uh, through that at length. Here's the biggest thing, two, the two biggest things for me. Number one is giving up just first downs, either that being on first down, second down, third down, whatever. You just giving up first downs. Guys, LSU was 71st again. They gave up 118 first downs on the ground. 118. 127 through the air. 19 penalties led to first downs for for the opposing team as well. That's way too many. Way too many penalties for you to give the opposing team first downs. You can't let that happen. 264 first downs is not good at all. It's not good at all. You got to get better on third down defense. How do you do that? Well, you can look at the A&M game. you got to beef up front. You got to get big beef in here, Pauls, but you got to get more dudes that you can rotate in on third and short and that can get after the ball carrier. Another thing on third down, you got to get that interior pressure because when the quarterback can't step up into the pocket and you have a guy like, let's call, I think he's going to start and play a lot like a Deshaun Womack, like an Ovi, like an Ovi. Like a Harold Perkins, things start getting really bad for quarterbacks. Third down defense, you talk to any head coach, any head coach, Brian Kelly included. I've listened to, been to a lot, if not not all, but a lot of Brian Kelly's press conferences. And you know what the one thing that he will tell you every single week if you listen, we got to get off the field on third down. We got to stay on the field on third down. I would almost guarantee it from a statistical and analytical standpoint, it is the number one thing that he looks at when he looks at a box score. Damn, we went 10 of 15 on third down. Well, no wonder we came back and beat Ole Miss. Talked about that in his press conference oh so many months ago. That's not the biggest one for me. And why I'm tying this defensive line coaching search into this. You ready? Guys, LSU was 63rd in the country on rush defense. 63rd in the country in rush defense. When, outside of 2020 and 2021, outside of those two seasons, outside of them, when has LSU ever been 63rd in the country in rush defense? You can blame Jamar Kane. You can blame Ed Orgeron. You can blame Dorote Jones, Bo Pelini, Matt Howes, Brian Kelly. It doesn't matter who you blame because at some point there's been, let's count them out, Ed Orgeron, Brian Kelly, Jamar Kane. They will have a new defensive line coach. I'll even throw Gerald Chapman in there for just a quick minute. Uh, uh, you had Bo Pelini. Guys, Durante Jones. You've had so many coaches at LSU under the standpoint of a lot of these guys since 2020. Guys, that's been since 2020. Whether it be head coach, DC, or D line coach that have come in and out of that building at LSU. And since 2020, it hasn't gotten better. It just simply has not gotten better when it comes to rush yards, per, uh, rush defense, which actually, believe it or not, was a little bit worse at times this past season than it was the, the year before from a statistical standpoint. You got to get better there, and that's why I say to all of you and said this last night, you want to know why you go out and spend $1.8 million in a buyout for Bo Davis at the University of Texas as an example is because of the simple – and I don't know if it's him. This is an opinion piece. The reason that you go out there and you spend that kind of money is simply due to the the, the absolute simple nature – that you gotta be better at getting after the quarterback, and you have to be better at stopping the run. You, there's no debates here, guys. There, it's not like I have a magic wand and say this is an opinion piece, which it is, but the sets don't lie. You gotta get better there. You can't blame the offense for the defense being 63rd in rush. You can't blame the offense when you're 80th in sacks. You can't. Here's the great thing, though. You ready? You want to talk about a bend, don't break defense? LSU was the epitome of it. Because I talk about all these things. They can't get off the field. Their their sacks aren't that great. Their rush defense isn't that good. How crazy is it that their, their red zone defense, though, would be the one the one thing that everybody would lock in and focus and LSU was the 34 the 31st ranked scoring defense in the country that will get better because all of these other things will get better too now i thought midway through the season after tennessee this defense really locked in and did some really good things but the second half against alabama uh, when you went up against florida as an example a M late in the season, Georgia in the SEC championship game, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. You got to get better there. But I do like that when push came to shove, you were 31st in the country in scoring defense. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. You want to know why you go and spend the money for an Elijah Robinson? Another opinion, not sourcing, just opinion piece. LSU lost four games last year. I'm gonna dis. I'm gonna throw out Florida State because of you lost Mason Smith. It was the first game under Brian Kelly. I don't want to hear those excuses, really, in the comments as to why. You- well, Blake, you can't put Florida State in there, so I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out. So then that leaves you with three more losses. Listen to this, guys. You lost to Tennessee. You gave up 263 rushing yards. Four guys on that team, four players on Tennessee's team, had five yards five yards per carry or more. Five. I mean, four. Four different athletes and players for Tennessee had a rush yard average of five yards or greater. Guys, you do that in college and you have enough carries, you're going to New York. You gave up 263 yards. Your next loss, Texas A&M. You gave up 274 rushing yards. Uh, Devon A. Chain had 38 carries, 251 yards, 5.7 yards per carry and two TDs. Should I keep going? Georgia. Blake, Stetson, Bennett ate us alive through the air. That's also true. But you know what else happened? You gave up 255 rush yards on the ground on 41 carries, which is 6.22 yards per carry. You want to know what I think my opinion piece is? This defense has to get better defending the run. Jamar Cain in year one can't fix that completely. But now that you have more depth there, guys that can rotate like Jalen Lee and Parishand and others, guys like Savion Jones, who I think should have been starting above Ali Gay last year to start off with, and you get Mason Smith back, you're going to get better in that area. But you want to know why Saban does what he does? Because he looks at stuff like this. If you think Saban's cr- uh, cream pie-eating ass is not reading statistics like this, when he sees teams like LSU fall, what? Well, where? how did they fall? Why did they fall? What happened to him? And he sees 263 rush yards against LSU, 255, 274. He goes, yeah, they ran the ball on him effectively. You know, you could also flip that. You know, it's interesting that – Nick Saban goes out and gets Tommy Reese, right? You know why I think he does that? You know what the simple nature of why I think he does that? Because I think we're reverting back to a more not simple. I still think you're going to be spread, obviously. I still think people are going to run RPOs, obviously. I still think that a lot of things are going to happen that will stay the same. Teams in the SEC are getting back to running the football from a statistical standpoint. Guys, I just rattled off one of your three losses. Here's an interesting thing for LSU, though. You ready? Remember when you were down to Ole Miss 17 to three going into the second quarter? Or r- technically you were down 14 to 3, but second quarter started. Ole Miss kicked a field goal. You're down 17 to 3. You know, you want to know how you came back? Now, did Jane Daniels have a long bomb that Jeray Jenkins had to kind of save him on from it not being an interception? Catch, touchdown? Yes. Here's how you come back from beating and beating the team when you're down 17-3 to three and your first quarter was abysmal. LSU had 252 rushing yards. That's how Ole Miss lost. you see where I'm going here? Do you see where I'm going here? I'll make it all come to sense in just a minute. 187 rushing yards for LSU against Alabama. Mississippi State. Remember, Zach, if I'm not mistaken, LSU was down in that game as well. But you know what happened? You had 207 rushing yards. So, I don't want to hear anything about you having to go out and spend money and be LSU and do what you need to do, everything that you need to do to get the best man in here for the job. Mosquito. I don't care what – I don't care what has to happen, but you cannot be 63rd in the country giving up third down. I mean, 71st in the country giving up third downs. You can't give up 181 uh, rushing attempts to give up on first downs. You can't have games against Texas A&M where you're giving up 274 rushing yards, 263 from Tennessee, and 255 from Georgia. Georgia, the reason they reign is because they stop teams running the football and they get after your rear end. It's how Alabama did it, and you know who else did it. It's how LSU did it and why they're tied for second in the last 20 years in national titles. Guys, over the last 20 years, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ of 2023, you started this run 20 years ago. It's the summer of the run that you will make 20 years ago. Stupid mosquito. Get out of here. Things drive me absolutely insane. You made your run 20 years ago this year. It's not, like, we all come up with with this thought and saying, oh, well, I think, well, I think, well, I think. You know, you know what teams are doing good and winning national titles? Teams that can do the simple things. Get off the field on third down, run the football, and stop the run. Now, do you need sometimes a very electric quarterback play in today's society? Absolutely. I'm not disregarding that in the slightest. Not even remotely in the slightest am I saying that you don't need Really good in elite quarterback play. But teams that stop the run, get off the field, and stay on the field on third downs and can stop the run are winning national titles. Ask Georgia. Ask Clemson in 2018. You know what LSU's best defensive statistic was in 2019? Stopping the run. facts don't care about those feelings when i can pull up on google and find the statistical accuracy of all of this so can you there are some numbers that just don't lie i don't give to rudy poos about a lot of the other statistics what i care about is what i just mentioned okay zach zach tells me we got 15 minutes goes oh mr Blank. Don't forget, you got to talk about the an SEC. And you got to talk about women's basketball. He's right. And I went on a long rant there. I, w- I did go on a long rant there, but Josh Pay did respond to, I guess, our video. I, and I, I, like I've said, I like him a lot. I listen to a lot of his stuff. Why people are trying to be messy. <sighs> people are just idiots. Absolute 1000% idiots. All right. Let's talk about this really quick, really quickly. Um, So LSU will LSU women's basketball heading out to the final four. They're going to Dallas. Not too far from people from North Louisiana, at least. And actually, it's not that far from really anywhere. I mean, from Baton Rouge, it's what a seven hour drive. And I get that that's a long long drive, but it's not like you're going to go out to L.A. Right. It's not like you got to go to L.A. Or Nevada. Or, well, I mean, Atlanta's about the same, I guess. Atlanta is about the same. But you don't have to drive up to Atlanta or Nash Vegas. Got to go to Dallas. Last night, we found out through the game, obviously. I thought I was hoping we'd get a rematch uh, against Ohio State. Um, LSU is facing Virginia Tech. Um, Look. Watching that game, I came away with with two things. Georgia Amor and Elizabeth Kitley are just their two studs. And if LSU wants to go and play for a national title, you gotta stop Kitley and you gotta stop Amor. Kitley is a six six big center who really they're gonna force her the ball in the paint. I saw the other, uh, in pregame, like, she was shooting threes, but you got to put her in the paint. She's Angel Reese, dude. That's, like, that's what she is. And then you've got Georgia Amar, who's scoring 16.3 points per game and has five assists per game. They're a really good team, man. They're a really good team. The biggest thing for me about Virginia Tech watching that game the other night was this. I had I went and looked this up because during the game I was sitting there thinking to myself, bro, every time that a sub comes in, they keep saying the word senior, 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 senior. And I'm like, God damn, how many seniors you got? Why is Virginia taking number one overall seed? Or not number one overall seed, but why are they a one seed? Just how many Rudy Putin seniors do they have? Guys, they have eight. They're our old team. With a lot of old girls that can go out there and just ball, you get Kitley the ball on uh, in the paint. You get her the ball on the wing. You get her the ball on the block. It is going to be an outright war with Angel Reese and an outright wizard 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 war with Angel Reese and Elizabeth Kitley. And I'm going to tell you something, Zachy. You want a hot take? If any team in the country can take down South Carolina, Iowa can. That girl, uh, what's her name, Caitlin Clark? My God, <laughs> dude, she is insane. And I will tell you, I'm going to tell. I will tell you this. I would. Mu- it's so weird. Because although I think that Sheik single-handedly could take down in South Carolina, I still think LSU could beat Iowa better than they could beat South Carolina. How wild is that? Here's another interesting stat for the Virginia Tech team. Guys, they average exactly 78 points per game. Exactly. So we're over 35 games into the season or close to it. And on the nose, on the dot, they score 78 points per game. Now, either one or two things are going to happen. Either you're going to have to go go out there in Dallas and lock them down like what you pretty much did against Miami, or you're going to have to score 79 points. And I will be honest, unless Angel Reese is going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, I don't think you're scoring 79. Just don't see a happening. Now, what is interesting? And Kim Mulkey talked about this today. She talked about this at length a little bit. I don't know if Virginia Tech's really played anybody uh, night in and night out like what the SEC did. Guys, look how many SEC teams make good runs in the in the women's uh, uh, in the women's sport. And you know what's even more? You know what's even more interesting. This is something interesting. I saw this. uh, I saw this today. Per Danny Neckel, who uh, works for UVA, meaning Virginia UVA Sports, he tweeted this out. He said Sunday's Iowa versus Louisville women's NCAA tournament game on ESPN had more TV viewers than any NBA game on ESPN that has aired all season. So far this year. How nuts is that? How nuts is that? So, remember when Outkick, the Rudy Poos at Outkick came out and said ESPN's being left wing liberal because they're putting women's sports on the front page? Well, you know why they're doing that? Because they're beating the dog manure out of the NBA. That's why. So, what you think Iowa versus South Carolina is about to do? She. That's gonna, be, guys. I, I I don't mean this in any disrespectful nature. I feel like I'm watching a national title game when Iowa and South Carolina play. I, I really believe that. And and what's even crazier, we could be in a situation where if LSU wins it. On Friday, dog, dog, you could have two national title worthy games. So yeah, all right, Let's go around your SEC since we got a little uh, a little time. um so this past weekend, just to give you an update, I'm not breaking any of this down really. You know that LSU took two of three from Arkansas. Auburn took two of three from Georgia. But Georgia in game three, though, scored 24 runs, which is, if, if you can do that against any SEC team, that's pretty damn impressive. Uh, Tennessee swept A&M. Kentucky took two of three from Alabama. Alabama. South Carolina swept Missouri, improving to 9-0, and and now they have Mississippi State. Are 6-0, they now are trying to, imp- to improve to 9-0, and they might do it against a really bad South Carolina team, I mean, Mississippi State team, which is interesting because you have South Carolina next after Tennessee. So you could be going into Columbia with an SEC team who could be another top-10 team who's 9-0 and in the SEC. You, at the front-loaded... LSU's SEC schedule is so front loaded, it's ridiculous. Because then after that, you still have look, you can poo-poo on Ole Miss all you want to. Ole Miss is running into some really bad, really bad luck. They've placed Vandy and they played Florida. But you better go watch Ole Miss play because they can absolutely rake. Now, against Paul Schemes, probably not. Against everybody else, they're going to really hit. Ole Miss can swing the stick. Some of those dudes, Pauls, have what 50 Cent would call a magic stick. I got the magic stick. Talk about a gauntlet. Uh f- but Florida swept Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> Florida did sweep all Miss, as much shit as I'm talking. They did sweep all Miss this weekend, and Bandy, uh swept Mississippi State. So, this weekend, you got South Carolina, as I mentioned, versus Mississippi State. Uh, Missouri versus Kentucky, that's going to be a really low-key, really, really low-key, unless you really like college baseball. That Missouri and Kentucky series is going to be really good. Auburn and Florida, yeah. You can check in on Jack on. Uh, Georgia versus Vandy. Yeah, Vandy's going down massively. AM versus Ole Miss. Can A&M, Ole Miss actually win some games? We'll find out. And then you have Bama versus Kansas. So, going to be a fun one. Going to be a fun one. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go watch some LSU baseball, baby. We're back tomorrow. See y'all soon.